0: Many thanks to the OneTrust team for their support. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash RocketShip FM twenty four. That's porkbun P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocket fm twenty-four, you'll save a dollar on your next domain. It's it's an it's an
1: ongoing process. It's a little bit like city planning, you know? A city is a is a is kind of a living thing and it's constantly changing, but you also kinda of need to tend to it and see, aha, here's an area that uh, uh, you know, you're, you're, the zoning is always changing. You know what I mean. And uh, you always need to like watch out for for the different changes that are happening. So it's just like this this sort of steady, ongoing process. But the focus is on are we are we are we hitting the job, and is it resonating with people? Are people buying it? You know, those are the things we're watching.
0: Today, we talked with Ryan Singer of Basecamp about finding the job that Basecamp does. It's a fantastic talk. We talk about jobs to be done. We talk about product development and product cycles and what Ryan does when he gets stuck on a problem. Welcome to Rocketship.fm, the podcast where we explore startups from funding to growth culture to sales and everything in between. I'm Michael Saka.
2: And I'm Joelle Goldman.
0: Well, Ryan, welcome. We're so glad to have you back. Thanks for having me. So we are going to talk a bit about uh, Basecamp 3 and some of the process that you guys came through to to get there. For, for those that may not be familiar, what is Basecamp?
1: Well, uh, Basecamp is a product that we first released in 2004. And Basically, what was happening is in 2004, we were a client uh, consulting company. We were doing web design for clients. And we reached this point that happens in a lot of small businesses. You reach this point where emails and attachments and phone calls, it's just not working. It's not, you kind of don't know what's going on. You're, it's, it just starts to get too disorganized, you know? And we felt like we needed something to stay on top of our projects and to have all of our communication clear. So we had this idea, well, what if we could somehow make this central place where we would post the work and the client could respond to it and we could all see what the client said and we'd all see the deadlines and stuff like that. And that evolved into Basecamp.
0: Very nice. So now that you're on version three, it's been, um, you know, over a decade later, what was your motivation for going into three? Why do did we need a Basecamp three?
1: Yeah, well... You know, three is the second time that we've totally redesigned the product from the ground up uh, because we had a base camp two before that. And when we when we did base camp two, I think it was in 2011 or 2012, uh, we made an unusual move there. We didn't just redesign the this, the the same code base. We actually scrapped the whole code base and built a new product and released it as a second generation from the ground up. And we did the same thing now with three. And basically, what happens is You know, we are trying to understand this problem that we're trying to solve, which is there's a specific problem with group communication that comes up where email doesn't cut it, all day chat doesn't cut it, meetings doesn't cut it. You need some kind of a central place to hold it all together. And uh, we've been trying to understand that problem better and better over the years. And if you spend enough time with any one problem, you reach a point where the solution that you came up with, you know, last year or five years ago or 10 years ago you can only get so far, you know, you can only get from here to there a certain distance. And uh, there were things that we wanted to do that the architecture didn't allow. So we had to kind of say, okay, we've got new ideas. The best way to make those new ideas happen is to actually build a new architecture, you know, and then we left, we let the old customers continue to use the, the existing version. And then new customers started on the new version.
0: And so what has stayed consistent um, throughout the years? What, what, what has has always been at the core of the problem that you're, you're solving?
1: Well, uh, you know, there's a few features that are the same in every version. Uh, you have a a private space that's online that people can get to. And, uh, you've got a place for, you know, uh, sending messages, replying to messages, seeing these conversations that are centralized on the record, uh, there's been some kind of a to-do feature, some sort of events and dates, some kind of uh, storage for files and documents. There's been some kind of a mixture of that in every version. Um, and, uh, but aside from that, there's been quite a bit of variation. Uh, version 3 is the first time that we've included chat in the product. Mm. And uh, so that was, a, that was one of the things that was a big change for us going into version
0: 3. And what, what kind of prompted that? Um, how did you come up with, we need to add chat?
1: Well, we noticed that, um, we were using a product that we built called Campfire all day, every day, Mm -hmm. actually two months, (laughs) (laughs) which we learned later. Um, but, uh, we, I, I don't remember when it was, but we, we were pretty early in the group chat area with, with Campfire. We had built it quite a few years ago and, um, What we noticed was that we were just getting a lot of our work. A lot of our work was happening in this chat and we felt like it was somehow related to the same problem. You know, like we, a big question with product design is what's the bundle? Uh, And and in the job would be done language, we say that, you know, you've got the job and then you need to figure out, well, what are the things that I have to integrate in order to do the job? one of the examples I always bring to mind is Ikea. Like why does Ikea have a cafeteria? Why does Ikea in, have a, a delivery trucks ready to go that you can arrange, you know, when you get there? And it's, it's not obvious because not every furniture store has a cafeteria. But when you realize that Ikea is the one-stop shop to furnish your whole apartment in one visit, then, of course, you're going to be there for a long time. And if you're going to be there for a long time, you don't want to leave or start getting really frustrated because you're too hungry, right? So it's, it, it relates to the job of furnishing the whole house in, in, or the whole apartment in, in one weekend. Um, and the same thing kind of, we started to realize that the we needed a way to have a quick back and forth. We needed this ability to ask a question when you don't know who to ask. There's a whole level of kind of communication where a message is, is, is like taking us st- stepping up to a podium and making a formal announcement and putting yourself out there. But chat is this sort of thing where you're in the trenches. And it's this kind of informal quick back and forth and that it was simply like a part of getting a group of people to stay on the same page over time, which was very close to this is the problem we're trying to solve at Basecamp. You know, we've got a group, this group communication problem. So we started to notice that it was a little bit like kind of like we started thinking of it as different gears. You know, you need to shift from if you need a lot of traction, then chat isn't going to work for you. So you need to downshift to like first gear and post a thoughtful, long-form message, but uh, if you if you're just trying to quickly bounce an idea back and forth, a long-form message is inappropriate because it's too heavy, it's too serious, and it's too weighty, and it takes too much time. You know, um, so you need to kind of upshift it to something looser and faster, and it's it's part of the bundle. So when we started to realize we were using it in that way, we we saw uh, you know our customers should have this too. So that's kind of what led us to rethink the bundle there.
2: So was a lot of this driven by uh, current customers leaving Basecamp, you know, midday or mid-conversation to go take the conversation elsewhere, or were you seeing more on like the acquisition side? There was this new expectation for chat that wasn't really that strong when you built Basecamp. Two, what was kind of the real driving force behind? Okay, we we need to buckle down and and get this in.
1: Our approach is not um, very data focused, so we we're not observing customers closely to figure out what to do or doing a lot of analysis. Uh, we we try to live the problem that we solve, and uh, and what happened was we were looking at our own behavior and saying we're not spending as much of our day in Basecamp as we used to. Like we're spending a lot of our day in at the time Jabber. And, uh, and in Campfire. And so we said, this is kind of a missing piece here. Because why, are we, why aren't we doing this in base camp, right? It's the same. It's the very same problem. I'm trying to keep connected with this group of people to make the project move forward. So it really kind of comes from our own observations um, and constantly checking ourselves to say, what are we using? And which, you know, is what we built solving the problem for us?
2: And so do you have like a kind of a North star that every time you get that itch to be like, oh, you know, I, it'd be really great if we had this built in or if part of the product went in this direction, do you kind of have some sort of way to check that that stays in line with the core of getting, you know, to go, to go back to your previous example, getting from A to Z?
1: You know, sometimes I think you don't get a North star until you realize that you're lost. <laughs> and uh, we, we, I, I at least myself, had a moment when we were designing BC3 where I started to feel like I didn't know which position to take on a given design debate. You know, we were looking at so many ideas, and there's a lot of new UI ideas, and there's kind of a new core structure in BC3, and uh, I felt like I didn't know what to do, and that was a kind of a scary feeling because I felt like, well, if I don't know what decision to make, what the heck am I doing here? Right? Like this is my job. I'm supposed to understand this. And, uh, at that time, uh, I kind of took a break and, uh, from, from working on the design and started doing a whole bunch of customer interviews. And I used the jobs to be jobs to be done interview technique that Bob Mesta teaches. I'm a, I've been kind of a student, a pretty close student of his work and a good friend of his for maybe five years now. And, uh, that for me was extremely helpful because it it allowed me to see it through the customer, see it through new customers' eyes, and see the situations that they were going through where Basecamp was the lifesaver. And there's so many things that Basecamp can do or could do that are interesting or nice to have or c- cool. Um, but reconnecting with that feeling of what it was like to not have the problem solved. And to be looking for something that solves the problem kind of brought us back to, you know, what's the jargons people, people talk about jobs to be done today a bit, right? That's the sort of the jargon for it. But what's the real situation where people need something like this? What, what's the, what's the, the hole that it fills for people, you know? And then that, um, that research for me was kind of a big splash of cold water in the face. And I said, ah, this is what it's about. And, um, and 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 now that's been sort of guiding a whole bunch of changes that we have in development right now that I'm pretty excited to to see coming out over the next few months
0: so we're going to get right back to our interview with Ryan right after a quick word from our sponsor now back to our interview with Ryan Singer so um i mean and basecamp is known to be a rather opinionated company and i think this this is kind of in the in the same vein um but do you get direction, um, you know, from the CEO or, or kind of from the vision that informs the product at all?
1: Well, uh, the way that we work is, uh, uh, Jason, the CEO is, is leading the product at the end of the day. It's, it's his leadership.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and, and David has a, has a lot of, a lot of say in it as well. Um, David's our, uh, the other partner and CTO, um, but David's leading very much on the on the implementation side and the tech side the architecture um, and what will happen is uh, you know I'll spend quite a bit of time with with Jason or with the, the, the as the three of us kind of debating what's important and where to go next so you know I, I, on the one side like there is a lot of strong vision coming coming from those guys and at the same time it's it's very it's kind of an open process where we're figuring it out together okay. You know? And what will happen is um, there will be an area of the product or something that we think is missing. There's you know, there's a big feature in, 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 uh, in BC3 called automatic check-ins, which is a totally new thing for Basecamp. Basically, it automatically sends out a question to the whole group, and, and it can be like once a day or once a week. And we use it where we have something going out to the whole company. At the beginning of the week, it'll say, what are you working on this week? And at the end of the day, every day, it'll say, uh, what did you work on today? And everybody answers that because it, they get reminded to, to answer at the end of the day. And then the answers bubble up to the whole company. And everybody kind of knows what's happening company-wide in an asynchronous way. And it's pretty amazing because we don't need stand-up meetings. We don't need status meetings. And everybody knows what's going on without wasting a lot of time synchronizing. It's totally amazing. That's an example of something that, um, as far as I know, I think it was Jason's idea. He just came in like, hey, we should do this. And it was like, Wow. You know what I mean, like <laughs> just a really, really great idea. And, um, and there were, there'll be other times where, uh, you know, I'll come in and I say, guys, you know, I've been looking at this part of the product for the last few weeks and I think that we should totally rethink it. Here's an idea for how this can be better. Right. And, uh, so it really kind of just depends on the feature and depends on which part of the product we're thinking about at the time.
2: So do you guys have a... Well, so you have kind of like this shorter term vision. You're working towards the next iteration. That's months, maybe a year out. Do you have also like your five year where you want to be that each kind of incremental step is taking you there or do you not look that far?
1: I think five years is way too far out. Um, at least for us, the way that we work, I can't, I can't imagine looking out five years. What my, my confidence is that the better we understand the job, uh, the... The, the more we're going to look back at the product and see things that are misfits. And that's basically the ongoing process of what where does the product not fit with the job that people are hiring it for. And uh, that can happen where it's small interaction things where we say, oh, you know what? This process of inviting people is, there's, there's, there's an there's area where people are constantly getting confused there we should make that better or it can be more architectural where there's a whole, uh, there's a whole structure to how the base camp is organized. You know we, 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 we made a change like that with base camp three when we put chat into every part of a base camp. Um, so there's, it's, it's an, it's an ongoing process. It's a little bit like city planning, you know, a city is a, is a, it's kind of a living thing and it's constantly changing but you also kind of need to tend to it and see, aha, uh-huh, here's an area that, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're, the zoning is always changing, you know what I mean? And, uh, you always need to like watch out for, for the different changes that are happening. So it's just like this, this sort of steady ongoing process, but the focus is on, are we, are we, are we hitting the job and is it resonating with people Are people buying it? You know, those
0: are the things we're watching. And in, in your jobs to be done interviews, like when you were stuck on the product and, and you wanted some clarity and you started doing those interviews, was there anything that, that came out of those that really helped to, to change? Was there a thread or, or a finding where someone said something and you said, ah, that's where where I need to go?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> there were a few of those.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, it, you know, it was more like ah, oh, that's what's important. Okay. The thing is that um, you know, base camp is is something that groups use, and if you if you get kind of detached from the the it, we can forget what it's like to 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 need a base camp and, and forget the way that base camp gets introduced into a group, and then you just start thinking of it in these abstract terms of like group collaboration, teamwork. Blah blah blah, you know, and um, but why people don't? This is one of the premises of, of the whole jobs to be done theory is that people don't just go shopping for software like at random one day. Something happens mm. where there's a squeeze, and it's like, how do I get out of this squeeze I'm in? You know, and and what is that? And and one thing that we really observed was that there's a point where a small, a business owner is, is running a small business, their business, and they've got, you know, three, four five people and things are more or less okay. They're chaotic, but they're surviving. But then they hire one more person or they take on a client that is a bigger, you know, more serious client than mm-hmm. anything they've done in the past. And they realize that we, what we're doing isn't good enough anymore, that We cannot like, let's say like, if we get this client, we can't screw this one up. You know, we can't, and and they're they're aware, like, let's say that, that there's a chance that the work is always going to slip through the cracks because they never really know whether the task got done or not. And they're, they're sort of sending an IM to everybody in the company saying, Hey, did you do this? Hey, did you do that? Where's the status on this? Right. And the business owner gets this point where they're saying like, this is too chaotic. I feel like I'm on the edge. Of losing control like we're going to make a mistake because i'm not in control enough yeah and then whether it's because it gets too stressful or a ball gets dropped or the next client is too important they say now's the time to figure this out we need to upgrade the way that we run the business so that i can stay on top of things and we don't make a mistake now that is a much more specific scenario and one of the things that that really struck us about that is, uh, we, we realized that we, we, we should look at it through the eyes of a, of a business owner rather than through the eyes of this abstract idea of like the group needs it because the group doesn't buy anything. Like one person makes a decision to buy it and, and set it up and champion it and tell everybody to use it, you know? Um, so when we started looking at it through the eyes of the business owner, then we, we, we found all these 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 things that really matter, that it's about control, it's about knowing what's happening, it's about not letting things slip through the cracks. And and, and this this brought a lot of focus to us.
0: Very and then I, I assume those are the pain points that you speak to in the onboarding and the marketing and, you know, in addition to the product.
1: I we don't speak to them very well at the moment. Okay. But uh, I ha- we have some things we're working on that I'm very, very pleased with. Okay. Uh, you know, when we were having our little preamble before the interview started, I mentioned that, you know, if we were talking a few months from now, then we might be able to have a different
0: conversation.
1: <laughs> and, uh, you know, I-, I tell you, this has been a long and very interesting process <laughs> of getting-, and getting our hands around what are our customers really going through?
0: Yeah. What
1: is the thing that really matters to them? And, you know, because there's a, there's difference between the things that you really need when you're looking for the product and the things that you appreciate after you have it. And it's Mm -hmm. so easy to keep building all these like nice extras, all these little things that fill in the cracks in the product that make you feel like, oh, that's cool. And that's cool. And that's helpful once in a while. But what are the core things that actually solve it for somebody who's evaluating alternatives, right? You know, and you know, like we learned that Basecamp is an alternative to meetings. It's not just it's not like Slack is our competitor, it's not like you know, team whatever teamwork, whatever, you know, base camp clone is a competitor, mm-hmm. like meetings are our competitor. And meetings are really expensive and, and and time consuming and wasteful and frustrating. And instead of having a meeting, you can post something in a Basecamp message as a thoughtful presentation of an open issue. And when people individually have time throughout the day, they can put their responses on that thread. And now you've got one central thread that documents an open issue. And maybe you find out that everybody's on the same page and, and it's clear what to do next. Or maybe you find out that there is a lot of confusing different points of view and you do need to call a meeting. But what we find is that we're able to clarify so many issues as a business by having asynchronous communication on Basecamp because it's centralized. So we don't need to sync up, which is one of the most expensive things that we have to do as a business.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's true, oh. and um,
1: you know, we get so you, you we get so used to talking about teamwork, collaboration, platform software in the cloud. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> No, like I don't have time for a meeting. What do I do? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I open up my – or like I'm a business owner. I open up my laptop and I dread looking at my email, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. to be all these long threads. There's going to be all these long threads that I can't make sense out of because Gmail only lets me look at like one response at a time and it collapses all the other ones. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe I open up Slack and or whatever. It, Campfire for us. We had the exact same problem with Campfire. What am I going to do? Scroll back through – 20 pages of cat pictures with a very important plug.
0: <laughs> it's true. Or there, yeah. there's multiple threads going at the same time. It's, uh, a it's hard to follow. Yeah.
1: It's yes. And people have this illusion when they're in a chat room that, that it was the, that they can make a decision because it was like, cause everybody was there, but people aren't paying full attention to the chat room. Not everybody was there at every moment. Right. And then you, you kind of can't go back and, sc- and and say, Hey, let's, Let's talk about what you were all chatting about 20 minutes ago. You just can't do that. You know? <laughs> right. It doesn't work. So we get back to this like real life situation where it's like my opening of my email is something I dread. Chat doesn't solve it and I don't have time for meetings. How the heck am I gonna pull everybody together and get what happened needs to happen? How do I get things done with my group? You know? Mm-hmm. Like that's what jobs to be done is really about is like getting into that situation where you start to get juiced up and you're like, ah, that's the issue.
0: How do we, how do we keep up with you? How do we keep up with, with base camp?
1: You know, uh, uh, you, you can follow me on, on Twitter at RJS. Um, but probably more interesting these days just to follow, to follow base camp, you know, go to basecamp.com, and you, you, and you can get to us on we have got a twitter feed and we, we we post updates on our blog signal versus noise um you know i think the more interesting updates over the coming months are going to come from the company rather than from me individually we're we're uh, i'm really happy about some of the things we're working on
0: cool wow well we're excited too I really hope you're enjoying this product series so far. We still have a little ways to go. Big thanks to our sponsors, Team Gant. Go to TeamGant.com forward slash rocket ship and use the code SAVEONTG to get 50% off your first six months. And by brand bucket, go to brandbucket.com forward slash rocket ship. You get a special offer. Plus, you can get your next company name, logo, and domain all in one spot, just like Mattermark. You really can. Can't lose there, and by Chargebee. Chargebee is the easiest way to set up your subscription bill and Go to chargebee.com/rocketship and get set up for free. So if you follow us on Twitter at rocketshipfm. You can follow me at Michael Saka, Joel at Joel Goldman, and we'll see you back here in just a couple of days.
2: Follow us on Twitter Thank you, bye-bye.